0: Welcome back to Shanaim Mikra, the OU Podcast series on Parshat HaShavuah. This is Menachem Liptag, and in today's year we continue our study of Parshat 3 with Sheni, the second Aliyah, beginning in Paragot Bet in chapter 12, Pasuket Aleph, verse 11. Again, we are in the middle of a set of laws that Moshe Rabbeinu is reviewing one last time before Amisar entered the land and before his own death. These were the laws that Moshe Rabbeinu himself received from God during the first 40 days in Harsinai in preparation for conquest of the land. Because this is a nation that was chosen to make God's name known, first law that Amisra must perform on a national level, once the conquest of the land is complete, will be to establish a central place of worship, which will be known as Hamakoma Harashem, the Shekhin the place that will be chosen by God to make his name known. That place will be a vehicle which will facilitate the goal of that nation, and to make sure that every member of Amisra will frequent this place, We're going to find many laws that require every individual to come to this place on a regular basis. We'll see later on the Shalosh Regalim, the three pilgrimage holidays. But also when we have to bring our firstborn, when we bring our Bikurim and Maser Shini. These are all laws that we're going to find as we continue our study of Parashat Reh. Today's idea is going to focus on the prohibition to bringing these sacrifices in any other place. And that will ensure that people will come to this one central place chosen to make God's name known. Aleph, the and that place that Hashem will choose in order for His name and reputation to dwell there. There and only there, you must bring all the things that I command: your burnt offerings and your shlamim. All the things I'm going to command you, and anything that you're going to vow to bring, everything must be brought to that one site. At that place, there you must rejoice in front of Hashem, your God. There, you, together with your sons and daughters, and your servants and maidservants, and you must also invite when you celebrate the lady who is in your midst, he doesn't have a portion in the land. He won't have his Maser to celebrate with. And he won't have food to celebrate with. Therefore, when you're celebrating, make sure to invite the Levite who may be in Yerushalayim at that time. Now we're going to get to the main warning to make sure we go only here and nowhere else. verse 13. be very careful, Pentale olotecha makom asher lest you bring your burnt offerings in any place that you see. Ki im asher yivchar Instead, only in the place that God is going to choose from among one of your tribes, Shem there, and only there, you may bring your Ola Korban, your burnt offering, the Shem Ko Asher and there, and only there, bring all the things I'm going to command you later in the speech. Rak, Tizbach, basar. However, as we're going to see later on, should a person want to eat meat and not bring a Korban, then it's okay to eat what we call basar chulin anywhere outside of Yerushalayim as well. Therefore, whenever you want to eat meat, you can slaughter the animal and eat the meat. Kibrikat Adonai Elohecha recha as much as God has blessed you and that which He has given you in your gates in your local cities. Someone who is tame, someone unclean, or someone who is clean can eat it, just like you can eat the chaya, a deer or a gazelle. So too, you can eat. A kosher animal without making it a korban it seems like in the desert and that's the prominent opinion among the commentators in the desert any anytime they wanted to eat meat it had to be a korban shlamim. now when the end of the land the mishkan will not be so close for daily use therefore if they want to eat fleshiks they can eat what's called basar chulin and are not required to bring a korban but should it be a korban then it could only be in that one central place now that the torah is permitted eating an animal outside the mikdash the nation must now be reminded in regards to the prohibition of eating the blood. The blood must not be eaten. Instead, poured out on the ground, the same blood that if it was a korban, it would be brought on the altar, on the Mizbeach, because you're eating this animal outside the Mikdash, the blood cannot be eaten. Instead, let it flow to the ground. verse 17. to masar b'charcha you are not permitted to eat in your gates. In other words, in your local communities, the maser or the tithing. Most likely, this is referring to maser sheni, which one is required to bring from its produce to Yerushalayim. You can't not take the tithes of your grains and your wine and your olive oil. And the firstborn of your cattle, of your sheep, or any vow that you might make or promise to bring an animal or anything that you give to God all those things that have to be brought to the Beit HaMikdash, you cannot offer them and eat them in your local communities. Instead, Again, we're emphasizing the centrality of this place. Only it can be eaten in front of Hashem, your God. In the place, and only in the place that Hashem has chosen for His name to dwell there. Again, you and your son and your daughter and your servant and maidservant together with the Levite who is in your midst, and there, there you must rejoice in front of God, thanking Him for all your success and all your endeavors, but again, there and only there. One last warning, be careful not to abandon and forget the Levite all the time that you're living in the land, as we explained before, the Levite doesn't have the produce of the land because he doesn't have an achalah. He won't have what to eat and what to rejoice with in Yerushalayim. Therefore, when you're rejoicing, make sure to invite him and let him join in your simcha and provide him with the food he needs as well. As we had mentioned earlier, should a person want to eat meat and he doesn't want to bring the korban all the way to Yerushalayim as a korban shlamim, he's allowed to eat what's called basar cholim He can eat regular meat. However, it does require shkita and the blood cannot be eaten. The details of these laws we will find now, beginning in Pasuk in verse twenty. Should not when God will widen the borders of your land, as He had promised you, and you may say, I would like to eat meat because you have a tava, you have a desire to eat meat. Any time you want to eat meat, it's okay. Should the place that God is choosing, Asher Adonai Elohecha Sham, should the place that God is choosing to make his name dwell there, should that place be far away from you? Then you can check your animals, from your cattle or from your sheep that God has given you, just as I have commanded you. And you can eat it at your gates, whatever you want. Notice how the word Sha'ar, the gate of your city, in contrast to the Mechama She'iv HaRashim, the place that God is choosing, which later will become the Beta Mikdash. Pasach Now that you're eating outside the Mikdash, what do we do with the blood? However, just like when a person eats a deer or a gazelle, that's how you eat now, this kosher animal. Someone who is Tamei or Tohor, they can eat it together because this is not kodashim. This is not a korban. We no longer have the restriction that the meat of the animal can only be eaten by one who is spiritually clean. Now, someone even unclean, someone tamei, can also eat it. But be strong to make sure not to eat the blood. The blood contains the soul of the animal. It's not proper to eat the soul of the animal in the blood together with the meat. Do not eat that blood. Instead, let the blood flow and pour it out onto the ground like water. Another reminder, do not eat the blood. In order that God will be able to bless you and bring good for you, for you and your children who are going to follow you, when you do that what is right in the eyes of God. Let's take a minute to discuss this phrase, doing what is straight or right in the eyes of God. One way to understand this phrase is Hayashar B'nai Hashem is exactly His commandments. In other words, what is Yashar B'nai Hashem? Bringing korbanot only in the Beit HaMikdash and not outside the Beit HaMikdash. And when you eat kosher meat outside the Mikdash, not to make it a korban, eat it like regular meat, but not to eat the blood. So those are commandments and keeping those commandments is Yashar B'nai Hashem. Or is Yashar B'nai Hashem something in addition to the commandments, through the commandments that Moshe is telling the people on behalf of God? But in addition to the commandments, there's also the need to do that what is right in the eyes of God. That's something in addition to the commandments. That we saw in the very beginning of the speech in Parashat HaTchanan, in Paragva Pasuk in chapter 6, verse 18. There, right in the introduction to the mitzvah section, Moshe had reminded the people, In chapter 6, verse 17, Moshe reminded the people to keep God's commandments, and his warnings and all the laws that he's going to command. And in addition to that, Vasita Hayashar Vato bin Hashem. Also do what is straight and right in the eyes of God, the manitavlach, in order that God will be able to give you good and you'll become worthy of inheriting the land that God has sworn to your forefathers. There's a very important Ramban on this Pasuk, again in Dvarim chapter six, verse eighteen, where he explains what is the simple meaning of Hayashar B'nai Hashem. Ramban claims that it is impossible for the Torah to tell a person what to do every minute of the day. Instead, Chumash gives us guidelines, or sort of dots on the graph. He brings examples from Parshat Yoshim to you. God gives us in Chumash many examples of what He expects from us. And we're supposed to connect between the dots, and based on those principles, understand what we do in any given situation that Chumash does not talk about. That He defines is HaYashar Ben Yashem. The mitzvot themselves are the mitzvot that God commanded, Hashem is a person understanding based on those mitzvot that God gave us how to connect between the dots and do what we would think and understand is what God would want us to do. So in light of that explanation, in our passage, it's as follows. God is saying, make sure when you eat meat, not to eat the blood. And that will enable God to be good to you should you keep His ways and do what is right in the eyes of God. In other words, if you eat blood, God will have to punish you. If you don't eat blood, but also don't act properly, God will not be able to reward you. But in order to let God reward you for doing that what is right in the eyes of God, make sure not to eat blood, because that would cause God to punish you. Let's continue now, back in Parikudvet in Pasach in verse 26. Rak kodoshecha asher Yulakha, undarecha, only that which you sanctify to God, your kodoshim, or that which you vow to God, vata those you should lift up and bring to the place that God has chosen. You should bring your burnt offerings, offering the meat on the mezbech and the blood, on the altar of Hashem your God. The blood of the animal must be poured on God's altar. In contrast, the blood which is poured on the ground, if it's a basar chulin, now if it's a korban, if it's kodashim, the blood has to go on the mezbech. And then after the blood goes on the mezbech, the basar tochel, then, after pouring the blood on the Mizbeach, then it's permitted to eat the meat of the Korban. Shamor v'shamata et kol hadvarim me'eleh, keep and obey all these things. ashon nokhim et that I'm commanding you, l'mani tavlacha, in order that I can be good to you, u'levanecha cherecha adolam, and your children after you forever. Kitaseh tov v'yashar b'nei admayeluhecha. When you do that, what is good and straight in the eyes of God, that will enable God to bless you. You and your children after you forever, if Amisro keeps God's mitzvot and follows him in the right way, God will be able to keep his people on the land. In contrast to should we sin, as he will explain over and over again, God will have to punish us and throw us out of the land, and we will not remain in the land for a long time. The Arichut Yamim on the land we will be contingent on our following God's commandments. That concludes Sheni. In tomorrow's Aliyah, we continue our study with Shlishi with a discussion of bad influences who may lead Amisar off the proper way.